Well, welcome back to Brown Guy Radio. And of course, we're talking about uh, high school football that we uh, we we, we uh, promoted the heck out of the eight man showcase. But this week, we're promoting the game at Kinnick Stadium between Liberty and Iowa City High. Uh, and we got Scotty Melvin to do it. Welcome, to the program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Well, what you know, what are these teams like that are going to play at Kinnick Stadium? Well, uh, they were mismatched a year ago. Um, as we all know, James Harris is new coach there at uh, Iowa City Liberty. No lack for great coaching there. No lack for talent there. Uh, but we have a monstrous resurgence of city high football happening right now. That started really last year, I think. I mean, it may have been getting built a little bit previously, but it, it came to a head last year, and I think this year is not going to be any different. So. This is going to be a monumental task for the Lightning to uh, come into Kinnick and keep up with the Little Hawks. But uh, with the way the, the Little Hawks being the, the, the city school in town and they have all everything, Ben Keeter, the linebacker tight end that just won the Junior World Championship Wrestling, uh, he's set to go to the University of Iowa to play football and wrestle for the Hawkeyes. This is a, a really a great showcase not only for the teams, but for this the, this future face of Hawkeye football and wrestling. So I think a lot of people are excited. Um, I'm hoping the game's good. I think uh, Iowa City Liberty has a potential to make it a game. But if I'm if you're asking me to pick, I've got Liberty losing um, to, to City High Friday night in Kinnick, and uh, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, last year, City High finished 10 and two on the season. They won, uh, went to the dome where they lost to eventual state champion Southeast Polk and anybody that watched that game, you, you could see that uh, where city high lacked against that really high powered Polk team was uh, on offense. Uh, they're, they're young on offense um, a year ago, but they're bringing a bunch of those kids back this year. So I don't expect that to be uh, nearly the weakness that it was a year ago. And they were stout on defense, and I expect that to continue. Um, I'm going to go through some of their players. We've already previewed City High. I'm sorry, North Liberty. but uh, and, and they don't have a ton returning. They lost some of their key players last year. But but uh, the Lightning do have their quarterback, Ty Hughes, back. He was a big contributor last year. Uh, and they've got a senior wide receiver, defensive back, Wyatt Williams, back. But City High, look, um, going through their – their stats from a year ago, they had a kind of a two-headed monster at quarterback. Both kids are, were sophomores. They'll be coming in their junior years this year. Quentin Tran, one of them, uh, Drew Larson, the other. Both these kids were dynamic at quarterback. Quentin, you know, he completed 74% of his passes, and he didn't have as many as Drew, but, um, you know, 74%, 925 yards, and he threw 10 touchdowns versus only three interceptions. So he was very efficient when he was in the game. Drew Larson was over 60% himself. He was at almost 63% completing his passes. 1,346 yards for 16 touchdowns and six interceptions. So these were two really high-quality sophomore quarterbacks. Now, I don't know uh, right now. I haven't seen any previews or anything. It's either one of them has emerged and is going to be the primary guy or if they're going to go uh, two-platoon there. But uh, it's a scary thing for, for opponents. Uh, to have both of these kids back. And then when you're on the, the – uh, talking about the running side of things, they do lose Joey Busca. He, he did a great job last year. He rushed for almost 450 yards. 
and eight touchdowns. Um, Darren Richardson, he was a senior that led Iowa City high in rushing. And he rushed for just a little over 1,000 yards, 7.4 per carry in 5A and 16 touchdowns. So he was a nice weapon to have. Now, taking his spot, I have a feeling I've seen a little bit of film on this young man, Ronnie Major. He was a junior a year ago, so he was behind those two kids that were so spectacular for the Hawks. And he uh, got in for 328 yards, five yards of carry, and five touchdowns. So he did well. We're talking receiving. Gable Mitchell's gone. He was uh, their leading receiver. But they bring back uh, Ben Keeter, of course. He will play tight end. As far as I know, unless they've moved him to another position, because we've been seeing that this year already, haven't we? Yes. Uh, and so you never know what kind of wrinkles these coaches are going to bring in. But I have a feeling that he's going to return at tight end. And he did only have the 24 catches for 369 yards and nine touchdowns, but they were, some of them were big. I remember one of them being a, I don't know if I'd call it quite a Hail Mary, but kind of that beat, uh, was that Valley or Dowling? One of the big time Des Moines schools that came into city high. And I think that's what the game is early in the season opened everybody's eyes and said, Hey, city high's back. This is a, this is a team that's got a lot of talent and the program's being built by uh, coach Mitchell there. And, and they're for real. And so when we go to the defensive side of the ball, they lose some top tacklers. But, you know, we've been going through these these previews class by class by class for our area, and we've seen some pretty gaudy numbers from some kids. And the highest number of tackles I've come across so far were in that 3A district that Washington and Fairfield play in. And it was Lucas Kroll, who's graduated for the Demons. You know, he had uh, almost 90 tackles. And then there's a, a young man for Solon that's back this year that had over 90. And that's our that was our leaders. Well, now we're talking about Ben Keeter. He's a first-team All-American, and uh, he, he had 101 tackles last year, including 11 and a half sacks. So, uh, the, you know, he's, he's a notch above everybody else, quite possibly in the state, especially on that side of the ball uh, as an athlete. He's going to be an absolute load <laughs> for anybody they go against. And, and Friday night, what you're going to see is a smaller school. Um, I think Iowa City Liberty is going to, you know, give it a good shot. I'd like to think they'll do better than last year's 41 to nothing loss. But uh, on this huge stage with these kids a, a year better, it's going to be really hard. Um, you know, I, I've seen some of the defensive linemen. In fact, I got to watch him as freshmen uh, when my son was in the band there, a marching band, and I went up to watch him play a Halloween show. So this has been a few years ago. All these kids that are seniors right now were freshmen. And uh, there, I want to mention a couple of defensive linemen that really impressed me as freshmen for City High, and uh, one being Tayshawn McDaniel, and the other being Michael Ituma. These kids look like they could play varsity anywhere as freshmen at City High. So I, I thought when I was watching those kids play at that young age that, you know, uh, depending on what all else they've got coming, the, the City High might be back on the map as a power in this state, and, and boy, have they come on. They're definitely a top five team in 5A, maybe a top two. Uh, we'll have to see how the season plays out. But it's going to be hard for, for Liberty to keep up. Um, I do hope they bring a good game. I don't think it's going to be any kind of a disappointment for the fans that make it there to watch no matter what. I think you're going to see some great plays. You're going to see some some uh, Division One caliber players on the field. Uh, so this is an event that, you know, they haven't had a high school game in Kinnick since, I believe, 1975 or 72, something like that, before I was born. So we're talking, as my kids would call it, since the late 1900s. So it's been a long time. 
And uh, I think it's going to be a special event, and people should get out to it if they can. Um, and it's cheap. It's 10 bucks. 10 bucks for an adult, 5 bucks for a student. It's a high school football game, a Friday Night Lights game. Uh, but it's a Kinnick Stadium, and if you don't have tickets to a Hawkeye game, this may be your only chance to get there this year because those guys are sold out. And that's what I got as far as a preview for this uh, this historic game at Kinnick Stadium between Iowa City High and the Iowa City Liberty Lightning. So uh, tell me some of the uh, – who are we looking at that, that might uh, impress us for Liberty? You know, that, that list was short, man. We did this, uh, we did the uh, 4A District 3 um, preview, and uh, without hearing anything from Coach Harris, uh, I don't know if you were able to get a hold of him or not, but, you know, just going through the roster, you know, I picked them to finish second in that district behind North Scott, um, just because I think their location and the way that school is growing and everything, I have a feeling there's a lot of athletes there. And it just doesn't make sense to not pick them high in the district uh, when they're playing against competition on their level. That's not what they're going to see this Friday. So what I've got returning really was the three players, and I couldn't pick anything else out that really uh, counted. Uh, and it, the one key piece being their quarterback, Ty Hughes, like I said, he threw for almost 1,200 yards a year ago and eight touchdowns. I don't think they're a big-time uh, throwing team. I think they get, they've got some balance on their offense, but I think – they primarily do uh, more running than throwing. Uh, but, you know, he had, a, he had a good year, and he's a senior. So those are obviously – we've seen it come to come to play already when we saw the eight-man showcase. Having seniors back that had great experience last year is huge. And they've got – who I think will start possibly at running back this year, Christian Barney. He was a linebacker tight end a year ago. I've got him down to the question mark as possible running back. He did, he did carry the ball a few times last year. Uh, he did have 57 tackles on defense and a couple of sacks. Um, another senior, uh, he's going to have to lead the defense, I think, this year. And then, of course, I'd mentioned Wyatt Williams, who had three interceptions a year ago as a defensive back. He's also a senior. So they've got on both offense and defense some some good seniors coming back. Other than that, statistically, it's just it was impossible for me to really throw any names out for him based on uh, who's returning. Well, uh how, how do we get tickets and what do they cost and uh, uh, people still have time to get there? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that this uh, event will sell out by any means um, because it's a high school event. Um, the tickets are online and I'm going to try to pull up real quick. I've just shared the link on Twitter and it's kind of an oddball uh, third party thing. So I'm going to see if I can find that just real fast here. Um, Okay. Of course, uh, nothing can be simple with this online stuff. I, I'm old school, guys. I really like to just show up to a game, get my cash out, and, and walk in. But uh, that's not how it's always done these days. No, it's not. And uh, it does make things a little bit more difficult. Okay, so um, I just shared a, a tweet earlier this morning. There's M as in man, SB as in boy, tickets. Dot com. That's where you go to get your tickets for this event. Um, and I don't believe that there's a, a, a limitation on the tickets. Like I said, I don't believe it'll sell out. I, I think you could literally be walking, you know, park your car and be walking to the stadium, get your phone out and buy them as you're walking up. I don't think there's a cutoff or anything like that. I haven't seen anything about that. 
um, and the, the, the tweet here from a, a local radio station up that way says, get your classic Kinnick tickets for the historic game on Friday, August 26th between the city and Liberty football teams. In addition, there will be performances by both school bands, cheerleaders, and dance teams, as well as the wave after the first quarter. So that's a big deal, too. If you haven't been able to participate in the, uh, the wave to the children up at the hospital, you can have an opportunity to do that at a high school game uh, Friday night between these two teams, City High and North Liberty. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when are you going to get a chance to see a, a game at Kinnick Stadium this cheap? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I don't know what a Hawkeye game costs these days. It's been some years uh, since I've been, but uh, no way are you going to touch it for for what you can get there to watch these two quality high school teams play on Friday night. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great game, and uh, everybody in the state's going to be excited about it. And I got a little bit of exciting news that I can't quite promise yet, but uh, we're trying to track down two or three of the 1975 Pekin Panthers who played in 1975 at Kinnick Stadium, and we're the that was the last uh, time high school football was played there. It was a state championship game against Hudson, and uh, one of these guys that we're talking about went on and played uh, at UNI for four years, and then he coached at Iowa under Hayden Fry and coached in uh, Western Illinois as a head coach and then uh, was on a Georgia Tech team as a assistant coach that won a national championship. So uh, I think we'll get some great stories out of him. And uh, so we are uh, – well, thank you for being with us, Scott. Is there anything you, you want to say about this that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Well, just to piggyback on that there, and I was going to ask you about it, uh, me being a guy from uh, Western Illinois and being a big uh, Western Illinois University fan, my dad took care of their football field for, well, until he retired, uh, probably 20 years. And uh, so I'm all up in that 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 area of the world. And Mark Henriksen, That's son, who it is. here. He's the head coach there now. So how cool is that? Well, Mark Hendrickson is the guy that we're going to talk to. Well, that, that I would love to hear from him because, uh, you know, he, uh, he had some good teams there and uh, <laughs> that program has been a little bit down for a while. I'm hoping his son gets it back up and rolling. I'd like to see some of our local kids get over there. I know they're uh, looking at Cole Lipper, the tight end from Minneapolis, really hard and are very interested in him. So Yeah, him and everybody yeah. else on earth. Well, yeah, he's, he's got some suitors, that's for sure. But uh, that's, you know, it's Division One, and they play in the same league as Northern Iowa and North Dakota State, South Dakota State. That is a powerhouse, uh, what used to be called 1AA. I guess now it's called the uh, the FCS level of Division One. You know, there's a lot of pro players that come out of that. One thing's for sure, that's another cheap way to go see some real high-quality football because those schools don't charge a lot to, at the gate to get in. And you will see some future pros come through those those games, and, and even the ones that aren't. This it's a it's a pretty big step up from lower levels of college as far as the quality of the games and athletes. Well, Friday night at Kinnick Stadium, high school football. And uh, uh, if you aren't if you aren't around 50, 55 years old. I never ever had a chance to see that. So, uh, and if you are, it's your second chance to go see it. But, uh, well, thanks for being with us, Scotty. And uh, we're looking forward to the coverage. And uh, 
stick stick around listeners we'll have our first edition of beat the round guy here coming up today and tomorrow i think so thanks for being with us